Everybody's doing well, and you guys had a beautiful, fantastic, dynamic week. How was your week, Mars? My week was good. Um, shout out Marla. Today is my girl Marla's birthday. Happy birthday, Marla. And we went to a crystal show yesterday, and then we did a little shopping. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, the crystal show was good as usual. I picked up some more stuff to make some jewelry with and met some interesting people. Um <laughs> And you could tell that because of the the way of the world and the way things are, like how everything's more expensive. Yeah. There wasn't that many vendors as there usually really? is. My people yeah. weren't there either? Or were they there? Um, which one? <laughs> the ones from uh, uh, Dominican Republic? You mean your Laramar people? Yeah. No, I didn't see them. Oh. Um, so, yeah. And it was a, just a lot less booths, um, which is interesting. And then even when I bought the beads... They were a little bit more expensive than they normally are. Interesting. But I still bought, so, you know, got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, that was my week. Well, that was actually my weekend, and then the week was just, you know, work, mm-hmm. work, 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 work. Um, but, yeah, it was good. It was positive. It was peaceful. There you go. Yeah, so how was your week last week? My week was good. Um, very busy. I was so exhausted almost every day when I got home. But let me tell you guys something that happened. I want you and the reason I'm telling you guys this is because please make sure you clean the carts. Okay, because actually, we've been doing that since clean what carts like the shopping carts. Okay. so we've been doing that since we were very little because my mom did it before people started actually doing it. She would wipe off everything. Right. So I was in a store and some guy was walking in front of me he put his hand down his pants in the back and was scratching his booty okay that's tmi it was just it was totally <laughs> i know, to know that <laughs> it was totally disgusting and i and i even said ew out loud right oh i don't God. even care if he heard me or not but i was like okay that's nasty and then it, it just it made me go there because you know how babies put their mouth you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just saying, y'all, please make sure you clean these cards before you touch them because you don't know what people are doing with their hands. Okay? But that was my week. <laughs> I'm done. I don't have anything to say. I really don't. I know that's it was gross, but hey, I just wanted to let y'all know. So anyway, I guess we need to get on with the show now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, Metaphysics with Marcy. Peace, peace, everybody. Welcome to this week's Metaphysics with Marcy. So this week, um, I want to talk to you guys about singing bowls and frequencies. So singing bowls, I know some of you may have heard of it. Tracy, you've heard of singing bowls, of course, obviously. Yeah. yeah. 
So for those that don't know, a singing bowl is typically an instrument that produces different sounds and tones. And depending on their size or material, you play them by striking the bowl and swirling the perimeter of the bowl with a mallet. So let's talk about where these bowls came from, what they do, and how they're supposed to be used. Okay. So singing bowls originated in Mesopotamia about 5,000 years ago, and then they made their way to Tibet, Nepal, and India. And they all have singing bowls in their history and culture dating back maybe about 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. So originally, the first singing bowls were made of copper, and it was for medicinal purposes. And now they're made most often of bronze, which is a combination of copper, tin, and zinc, or a seven metal medley of copper, tin, zinc, iron, lead, gold, and silver, which are the seven earth metals for the seven chakras. Go figure. <laughs> or the ones that I have and own are quartz crystal singing bowls, which are made from quartz and silica sand. Sometimes they have ones that are even made of precious gemstones. Like I went to a crystal show in Arizona. I can't remember exactly what city it was, but it was in Arizona. We went to like the largest crystal show in America and they had a Labradorite singing bowl. Oh, wow. That thing was so beautiful to look at. And then the sound of it, too, was like heaven. But that thing costs like $700. That's expensive. Heck, yeah. How so big I, was it? It was about 10 inches mm -hmm. wide and maybe about 8 inches tall. So it was a big bowl. But I'll stick to my little quartz okay. singing bowls <laughs> for now. So the bowls play a different note depending on which you purchase. So you could, you know, from the note of B, A, G, F, E, D, C. And I guess I could have just went in order, but I went in order of the chakra starting at the crown. Mm -hmm. So um, the crown chakra is B. The third eye is A. The throat chakra, the throat. The throat <laughs> chakra is G. The heart chakra is F. The solar plexus is E. Your sacral is D and your root chakra is C. So if you play a bowl that corresponds to that note, it'll clear that area of your body. So I know when we were at work at our previous employer, your previous employer, we would go to sound healings. Yeah. They, they provided that. And so what a sound healing is, is there's a group of us and we're all laying on the floor and you have somebody up at the front playing these bowls mm -hmm. and they would walk around the room and play the bowls. Now the ones that they had at the sound healing, they usually had somewhere between the seven and 10 different bowls yeah. yep. and they would play them sign up simultaneously. And then when you left out of there, you felt like you were floating. So let's just talk a little bit about how they work. So the bowls have the capacity to shift energy, clear blockages, and restore the mind, body, and spirit to a balanced state. Same with like drums or singing or chanting. They also are useful in sound healing as well. And I know for you, I know you like to listen to drums a lot mm -hmm. on um, just driving around mm -hmm. or um, on Spotify, right? Yep. Yeah. So the sound of singing bowls allows a deep relaxation of both sides of the brain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have two sides. One side deals with certain aspects of your body and the other side deals with the other. So when you strike the bowl, it creates a sound that moves you into different states and it causes the left and the right side of the brain to synchronize together. And it also creates a parasympathetic response in your body. 
So you guys all know that we have a parasympathetic nervous system, right? Mm. Your parasympathetic nervous system, um, it controls things like blinking, um, your tears, saliva, um, your nerves in your stomach and your chest area, your bladder, and things that <laughs> are responsible for making men excited. I'll just say it like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it just basically keeps the basic functions of your body working as they should. So let's think about how much water we have in our body. I mean, I've heard we're 60% water, we're 70% water, we're 80% water. I don't know the exact percentage because it's all over the place, but a lot of us is water. Mm -hmm. Our organs needed to function, our nerves needed, everything is mm -hmm. needed. Our hair, our fibers, everything is needed. So imagine when you play something that vibrates, how the water moves. Now imagine that in your body, mm -hmm. happening in your body. And I'm gonna um, share with you guys a video on our social media so that you can see what I'm talking about. But right now, I wanna play you guys three bowls that I own and the three different notes. So I want you to close your eyes for just a brief moment in time. And I want you to hear the first bowl. So this first bowl will be played to the note of A. A, as I said earlier, corresponds with your third eye, which is the, the um, chakra in between your eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So close your eyes and just hear this <laughs> for a moment. That is the note of A. And you should have felt it in between your eyebrows, that part of your face area. This one is the sound. I keep saying the sound, but I mean the note of B, like boy. And then the last note I'm gonna be playing is a B flat, which also corresponds to the crown chakra just as the previous B did. So let's talk about some benefits of using a singing bowl. So first of all, they're relaxing. Mm -hmm. Sound baths more generally because you have several notes being played at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the sound bowls, they actually offer a lot of relaxation. And they help to get your mind and your body into a state of relaxation. So when you're in a sound bath, if you decide to... Do one that, I mean, they're all over the place now. You can go anywhere and have them yeah. done, at least in Southern California. I'm not sure where our listeners are, but out here you can go anywhere yeah. and just make sure that you open your mind up to the healing possibilities that just these vibrations will do. Mm -hmm. So you have to go in there with an open mind. Second, the sound waves, they stimulate your brain waves. 
So these waves are associated with our deep meditative and peaceful states that are highly conducive to our healing, not just on a physical level, but on a mental level. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, all these neurons and things that are running through our bodies, fascia, the vibration of these bowls help the fascia to move the vibration to the body and where things are harming us or hurting us. And it helps to heal. And you don't even notice it until you come out of it. And you're like, man, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. And it does the same thing for pain. So when you have pain, there's just a dis-ease in the body, which causes the disease or imbalance. Like let's say you have a hurt ankle or you slept wrong last night and your neck hurts. So the, the, the sound bowls are going to bring sound waves to the fascia where your pain is and it's going to ease the pain. Mm -hmm. Also, they help improve your mental health. There was a study done in 2016, which observed that singing bowls reduced feelings of tension and anxiousness in 62 men and women who participated out of 100. So they completely felt different when they left before, compared mm -hmm. to before they came. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, they can boost an overall sense of well-being. They just offer a sense of happiness, calm, and they promote a sense of ease and inner peace. Again, if that seems to be too good to be true, there was also a research done that said with the same hundred people, and they said that after they left, their feelings of spiritual well-being increased significantly mm. following the singing bowls experience. Lastly, you guys, I, I said lastly before, but I just picked up another one. <laughs> Space clearing and blessing. That was one of the most important ones. A singing bowl will clear your space. Mm -hmm. It takes the vibrations that are in your home and it moves them out. Like make sure you keep your windows open just like when you're smudging because you want everything to go out. Mm -hmm. But whatever, remember everything is energy. So if you have a negative energy in your home, it means that that energy is low vibrational. Well, the singing bowls are high vibrational. So you take the high vibration and it's going to get those low vibrations down. All you want to do is go in the middle of your home, wherever that may be. For me, it's my hallway. And you just play the bowl there so that the reverb goes throughout all mm -hmm. the rooms. Keep mm -hmm. the windows open and it'll push it right out the mm -hmm. window. Mm -hmm. Lastly, if you are clearing secondhand objects, like let's say you went on Facebook Marketplace and you bought something from somebody, maybe there were some pillows or dishes or it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what it is. <laughs> it holds the energy of that previous owner. So it's a good practice to get into to clear things that may have energies that you don't really want in your life. And you unintentionally did it because you don't know what this other person's doing. Right. So use the crystal singing bowl to put right next to whatever the object is, play the bowl and clear that energy off mm -hmm. that object. Mm -hmm. So Tracy, what is your experience with singing bowls? Well, all I know is that they make me feel very, very relaxed. Every time I hear them, I like go into like a, like a, almost like a trance. So do you go to like singing bowl type things? Do you listen to singing bowls? Yes. Do you play them on your own? Yeah, I have a singing bowl that you bought me for either Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember which one it was. So I play that one sometimes. And a lot of times I do listen to like sound baths on, you know, YouTube. They even have like singing bowls even on um, Spotify. Mm -hmm. So I'll turn like a sound bath on on YouTube for like a three hour one because they have different time frames. Mm -hmm knocked out when I wake up I feel so much lighter the house feels lighter everything 
So I really in, enjoy those, doing those. And I mm-hmm. do them from time to time, maybe like twice, like maybe twice a month or something like that. Okay. And um, keep in mind too, guys, like when you want to clear an energy out of your house, 432 hertz is the calming peaceful hertz that you want so if you go on youtube and you find one that's 432 hertz that's the one you mm-hmm. want i mean there's ones of other hertz too i tend to like the 432 because that yeah. actual frequency is means peace and calm yeah. mm-hmm. so lastly let's talk about how to use singing bowls safely so generally they're safe for everyone but there are a few things you want to keep in mind like don't get too close to the instrument like putting your head inside of the bowl. Cause I've seen people do that before. Like they think really? it's funny to put the bowl on their head, like as fun and then to play it. <gasps> yeah, no, I've you, never seen that. Yeah. I went to a sound bath at this place called the den meditation. And after the, the sound healing, um, one of the people who were in the class, they, they had bowls set up around the room. And one of the people who was in the class took the bowl and put it on their head. And the teacher was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Because it can damage your hearing and it can shock your central nervous system. So, yeah, it's not something you want to play with. Um, listen to your body and your gut, too. Always listen to how your body feels. If it's something uncomfortable, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm leave the room or tell the person playing the ball like, yeah, that's not exactly for me. If it's just you and one person, Mm -hmm. if it's a group of people, you may have to get up and leave, but you know, what's good for your body and what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're pregnant, it's generally safe for all phases of pregnancy, but you know, that first three months of pregnancy, like the first trimester, Mm -hmm. you know, everything is so delicate. I would say maybe don't because you don't want to affect the embryo or the baby just to be safe. It hasn't been proven that that hurts, but it hasn't been disproven either. Right. Right. So, um, also if you have a pacemaker, you know, the thing that's connected to your heart because, you are messing with sound waves, you probably don't want to mess with that if you have a pacemaker. I agree with that. You know, and that's just my professional opinion, being a holistic healer. I mean, your pacemaker is what keeps your heart beating at the rate that it does. But when we're playing with singing bowls, we're messing with sound waves. Mm -hmm. So you don't want, and not saying that it would, but you just don't want to take that chance of even interfering with it. And then lastly, talk to your doctor if you're unsure about anything. If you have any concerns about your physical and emotional safety, please talk to your doctor because Marcy is not an MD. (laughs) And I'm not an MD. I can only tell you from my experience and from my clients' experiences Mm -hmm. what they like and what they don't like. But it's a beautiful complimentary practice alongside anything else that you're doing for yourself, whether it's crystal therapy, meditation, eating clean, just sitting outside in nature, it actually really does help. And I endorse this message 100%. Yeah, it does. So that was really all I had, you guys, for the singing bowls. Tracy, did you have any questions, comments, concerns? No, it's just that um, I know that the, the notes, remember I was telling you that, you know, sometimes I like that deep, sound that they have and i think those are the brass singing bowls too Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure of the the note though that's the only thing i'm trying to figure out what that note is but it's very deep it's gonna be with your root chakra and it's probably the note of c oh okay yeah because it's very like 
Yeah. Sometimes I like it. Not mm-hmm. all the time. Because some like there's times where I listen to it. I'm like, I'm not feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. But there's times where it's like it's clicking with me. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's like, so you guys can even, if you want to, you can go on YouTube too. I say YouTube because they do have a lot of people that play them. And if that's you know one way you can do it, you can do it that mm-hmm. way. Or actually go to a, you know, a place that does it. But on YouTube, you can get different, you know, when she mentioned all the different notes, um, just put in whatever notes you feel that you want to do and see mm-hmm. how it works for you. And I'll also put up on our social medias what chakra the note pertains to so that way you could like if you're feeling like my connection to source energy has just been off Mm -hmm. you know you may want to work on your crown or your third eye chakra and those are going to be the note of b or a so i'll put up this diagram that i have so that you guys know what it corresponds to yeah so if you don't have anything further that is going to do it for me this week i appreciate your time and attention and i will see you next week Peace. Did you know the sky is blue because it reflects off the ocean? The lioness is the hunter. The sun is the largest star. Crystals form in earth. Dogs can smell cancer. Newborns don't share tears. Naps could save your life. Grapes light on fire in the microwave. Lobsters have clear blood. Potato chips cause the most weight gain. Did Did you you know? know? Did you know the practice of vaccinations was brought to America by a slave? In 1721, a smallpox epidemic struck the city of Boston. This highly contagious virus was killing hundreds during a time of lesser medical advancements. Onesimus was an African slave sold to Cotton Mather, an influential minister in Boston. Mather had bought Onesimus in 1706, and through their discussions came to learn about Onesimus's past. Based on the way he articulated himself, Mather knew he was a clever man. When Mather asked Onesimus if he had ever had smallpox back in Africa, Onesimus confided to Mather about the practice of inoculations, which had been used in Africa for centuries. The method Onesimus had described involved sticking a needle into a pustule from an infected person's body and scraping the infected needle across a healthy person's skin. Mather brought this vital information to Dr. Zabdiel Boyston. Dr. Boylston first inoculated his six-year-old son and two of his slaves. A total of 280 individuals were inoculated during the 1721 and 1722 Boston smallpox epidemic. The population of 280 inoculated patients experienced only six deaths, approximately 2% compared to 844 deaths among the 5,889 non-inoculated smallpox patients, approximately 14.3%. An inscription on his tomb incorrectly identifies Boylston as the first to have introduced the practice of inoculation into America, when in fact, it was the slave Onesimus. Did you know? Did you know? And now, the love vibration. Welcome to Love Vibration, you guys. This week's question is, how do I differentiate between my intuition, inner guidance, and ego? The way I can explain it to you, 
for me is your intuition is like hearing or feeling something that you receive. And your ego is a thought that hits your mind, which can spiral out of control. <laughs> so like, say, for instance, there's a story I can tell you guys. One time me and my mom were driving down the street and <laughs> she was like, stop the car, go into the store and get a lotto ticket. And I was like, OK, <laughs> got the lotto ticket and we won money that day. So it's something she felt. She listened to it. And she took heed to it. And we won money that day, or she won money that day. And there's another story where the, this guy that I used to study with, with the Israelites, I had told him, I said, we were getting ready, it was me and another sister from the Israelites, we were getting ready, he wanted to go to the store. And I was like, something came over me. And I was like, I don't think it's a good idea that we go. And he was like, no, we're gonna be fine. Da, da, da. So we went. And he ended up getting pulled over. He got arrested, went to jail <laughs> because of his, um, I think something was going on with his uh, tags or something with the car or whatever. And so I was just like, and so after that, he kept calling me the prophetess because I'm like, I don't think we should do this. But I was listening to myself. I should have stayed home <laughs> mm -hmm. and let them go. But I didn't. I went with them. So I, I ended up experiencing all that. I didn't go to jail, but, you know, we had to go to the, you know, the police station with him. So I'm, you know, that's what the difference is between because your thought can tell you this. Like if you're walking down the street and something tells you, like you think to yourself, okay, it's dark down there. I don't want to go. Your mind can start thinking like, oh, my God, if I go down that street, somebody can be down there. Somebody can hurt me. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? It may not even really happen that way. But your thought, that's why I say it can spiral out of control. Because when we think something, for some reason, it just builds that negative narrative. And it goes and goes and goes and goes. And so that to me, that's the difference. That's how I see the difference between the intuition and the ego. What about you, Marcy? Yeah, so anytime your inner voice is speaking in a fearful or anxious way, that's for sure ego mm. your ego is trying to keep you from getting hurt even though it doesn't even know if you're gonna get hurt it, there could be abundance on the end of that and yeah that's um to me that's what intuition is it's abundance confidence positivity like all things that's making you think okay i can do this like when you're hearing that still small voice within we all have that still small voice within that tells us what we can and then it even sometimes tells you what you shouldn't be doing like mm -hmm. tracy was saying um that was her intuition but if a lot of times your ego is very fearful lacking scarcity like i don't have enough mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna be okay um that's your ego yeah and so um your intuition normally comes from a higher source and a higher source is always going to guide you in a positive way. Yeah, that's true. So that's yeah. how I take the difference between the two. And that's why I always say that in your intuition will never steer you wrong. I've yeah. always said that your inner guidance, intuition will never, ever steer you wrong because it's there to help you. And, and I've said this before, too. Even if you feel like it's going in a direction you don't want to go, if it's truly your intuition, at the end of that, you will see what the beauty of it is 
you yeah. know? I, I can equate that to relationships where, like, you meet somebody and the first day it's like you don't really get any communication, like, good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, you meet somebody. Then something happens and you get communication like, nah, this is not it. But you, your fleshly, selfish self, yep. decide, I hear that, but I'm going <laughs> to go down this path anyway. Yes. And yes. then you yes. keep running into brick walls. You keep yep. running into obstacles. You keep running into things because why? You didn't listen to your intuition. And you, who was here to learn, yep. you know. You do what you want to do, which that's your prerogative. We were here to learn and bump our heads. But had you listened to that intuition two months ago, you wouldn't have had to go down this path of twists and turns. Or maybe that's what was needed for you. For you to know, start listening to your intuition. Start, you know, like trusting it, basically. It's not even just listening, it's trusting it. Because a lot of people don't trust that part of themselves. Right. So that way when you see that same thing again in the next relationship, you'll know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And you'll know like, oh, no, been there, done that. I was like what I said a couple shows ago. Um, if I hear somebody say, oh, yeah, me and my mom, I haven't talked to her for months. My intuition says, <laughs> run, girl, run. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do because... History has shown that every relationship I have had is the person has issues with their mother and they turn out to be relationships that I've struggled in. Mm. And I don't want that struggle anymore. Not that I want my relationship to be easy, but I don't want it to be that anymore. Right, right. So now I know. So if y'all trying to step to Marcy, (laughs) I hope you love your mother. Exactly, because that's, yeah, that's a bit much. When you start to recognize that stuff, it's like, okay, okay. Because you recognized your pattern. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing, though. Yeah. That's a good thing that you did that. So if you don't have anything else. I don't. And I don't have anything else. I bid you all love and light. light. Peace. Hey, girl. Hey. You got your glass of wine? I do. You have yours? Yes. Are you ready? Ready for what? A social conversation. Let's do it. On this week's social conversation, (laughs) I'm not sure if everybody has heard, but it's been going on for a while. Um, The... The convoy in Canada, they, you know, for they, they, it's a freedom convoy to free people from the mandates and all that kind of stuff. So I came across an article February 17th, 2022, and the article is from dcweekly.org. And it states, Canadian officials freeze bank accounts of citizens who donated to freedom convoy. State-run media brags about using data from Give, Send, Go, criminal hackers to target citizens. After declaring the Emergency Act on Monday, the Trudeau government is tracking down freedom protesters and their supporters and freezing their bank accounts. Canadians are losing their government jobs for donating as little as $100 to protesters who oppose the tyrannical government. That's messed up to me. I'm sorry. I know, I, I don't think, do you know about the convoy? You're not, Mm-mm. you didn't know about the convoy, but that's messed up to me because you're punishing people by freezing their accounts because they donated to a cause that they believe in. 
Like, what would you do if you donated? Like, you found out later, like, okay, I donated to the Bob Marley Foundation, you know, whatever, whatever. But because they felt that that wasn't, they didn't want you to do that. So they froze your accounts for donating in something that you feel that is a good thing. And it's, 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 you wanted to donate your hard earned money to this particular thing. How would you feel? Look, can't nobody tell me about Bob Marley, so... <laughs> Period. I'm gonna do what I do. <laughs> and, but but yeah, I mean, but how would you feel like they freeze your accounts because of that? I mean, I mean, shoot, they do it here already. <laughs> 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 I'll be mad. I woke up one day, the IRS had froze my whole everything, everything. So it's the, it was the same thing, and I was highly upset. And and then when the girl wanted a hundred dollars, and she. <laughs> Lose my account over a hundred dollars. Oh, that's crazy though. <laughs> and I said a hundred as little as a hundred dollars. That's funny. Yeah, no, it was literally a hundred dollars. I guess I had owed or something and I, they were contacting me to pay it, pay it, pay it. So they froze my entire account. So to answer your question, I will be happy. So they were sending stuff to my parents' house and I live where I live now. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't getting it or, right. or I got it after they had decided, right. you know, so Again, I would be mad. <laughs> I'll just say it like that. I would be mad too. Yeah, because you can't access nothing in, in, in this right. in this way. Like it's a little bit different because mine was a failure to pay something. Right. And in that way, it was just giving money to something they believed in. Right. So, and so, that's the messed up part about it. Yeah, that's what's messed up. But I looked up um, Canada's government. It says they follow the parliamentary system structure, a representative government in which an elected assembly legislates. Canada's national legislator parliament is bicameral, meaning it is split into two chambers, the House of Commons and the Senate. So, but then it says, what kind of political system is Canada? Canada is a constitutional monarchy and a parliamentary democracy founded on the rule of law and respect for rights and freedoms. The government acts in the name of the crown, but derives its authority from the Canadian people. But it says Canadian Canada's parliamentary system stems from the British or Westminster mm. tradition. So it's that same type of dictatorship. Yeah. So that, we were right. Dictatorship yeah. type of thing. So it's, I'm just saying like, you know, we just, that's why I always say stay free because that's pretty messed up. You, you know, what if these people had rent to pay, mortgage to pay, they had, they needed to feed their kids. They needed gas. They needed this. They needed that. That's, that's not right in any shape, form or fashion. That is not right. So it's, it's, if it comes, if that happened here, I don't know what would happen like I, would you think, do you think that they would start like a, 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 a revolution here? <laughs> yeah, especially because the young folks out here now, um, they're just different. Like they, they're not taking no for an answer anymore. Like they mm-hmm. get out in these streets and they protest and they do things. Whereas before, like, you know, our parents and stuff, they did that too, but it was also very much more racist than it is right now, where they had hoses and dogs and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff turned Mm -hmm. on them. Whereas now, if you did something like that, I don't even know what what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know because it's not there. I mean, they're not, it hasn't been demonstrated anymore. So, but yeah, I just wanted to bring light to that just in case, you know, you never know what, you know people are planning to do and 
just be prepared. That's basically my, the reason why I brought this out. Like be prepared, have cash on hand, just in case something like that did happen. And if it happened here, you know what I mean? You'll have cash. You'll be able to go, you know, do what you need to do, get gas, go to the grocery store, whatever it is that you needed to do, because you know, that that's not cool. But if you don't have any, do you have anything else to add to that Miss Lady? I do not. Well, we appreciate you joining us for this week's social conversation. And we'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? Miss Lady, what's on your radar? What's on my radar is the new show, Bel Air, that's produced by Will and Jada Smith. Okay, I remember you telling me about that. I haven't got a chance to check it out yet. It is so good. Is it? So from my 90 heads, Fresh Prince of Bel Air watchers, um, even if not, it, it came out in the 90s, but it's still on TV and so people still watch it, yeah. you know? So yeah. um, it basically is a drama of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It. So it basically tells a story, uh, uh, story of in West Philadelphia, born and raised <laughs> on the playground, was where I was man most of my days. It tells the story of how, what happened. Like, yeah. why did he have to actually go to Bel-Air? And then mm-hmm. once he got to Bel-Air, how he's living his life, right? And... It's so good because it's just so good to see the drama part of it. It's they still have some funny parts, mm-hmm. um, like Carlton. They got the perfect actor to play Carlton, <laughs> and I couldn't call his name right now, but he is a little punk. Okay, oh. Jeffrey. They have okay. Listen, y'all. <laughs> Jeffrey in the regular show was an older brother, and he and was British. He right? was British, yeah. English, whatever you want to call yeah. it. This one's Jamaican. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> you was about to go Amana. I was gonna say he says Badman. Like the way he says it, I was like, Okay, Jeffrey. And then Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil fine too. And it's like the original Uncle Phil was like an uncle. Like you yeah, know Yeah, like a regular you know, maybe it's because I'm older now too. Probably. It but could but be. no, but we still Uncle Phil back then was like Uncle uh, Uncle Uncle Uncle. This dude is yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they she just, showed me. I told her I wanted to see Uncle Phil, so she slid fast through. forward it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they did really well with the casting. The young man playing Will's doing a great job. Ashley, Hillary, um, Viv, like the whole jazz, like everybody from the sitcom is in the show. Will and Jada, if y'all ever. Listen to this podcast. Y'all did that. I'm very, very excited to see where this show goes. And it's a little nostalgic for me because, you know, Fresh Prince was out when I was in high school, I think. And I love Will Smith. Yeah, and I love Will Smith, too. So to see that they're bringing it back. And it's not set in the 90s. It's set in today's time. Yeah. So the house is amazing compared to, like, the little set that you saw. Mm -hmm. No. This house is freaking incredible. So yeah, Bel Air. I'm watching it on Peacock. It's an app. I believe it comes on Channel Four every week, though. Okay. Um. So right now on Peacock, there's four episodes loaded, and then every Thursday a new episode comes on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing it tonight. I'm gonna stream it tonight yeah. and uh, kind of binge watch all of them so I can catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. 
So, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And then what's on your radar? What's on my radar is y'all going to think I'm a wino. <laughs> I mean, you talking about wine again, Tracy? <laughs> this wine is called Red Electra Moscato. It is so good. But it's not it's not a high volume of alcohol. It's like lower and you know, it tastes almost like punch in a sense to me, but you can mm-hmm. still feel it a little bit. So good. It has hints of and I and I tasted it. I was like, hmm, it has cherry in it, it has pomegranate. And I said I said green apple, but it wasn't green apple. It was berries. Mm-hmm. But it tastes so good, you guys. And I get it from Cost Plus World Market. So I will put a picture up, of course. Um, but yeah, and I'm not a wino, y'all. I just. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I just like <laughs> tasting different wines sometimes. So If y'all saw her house, you would. Uh, you would really think I was a yeah, wino. you would. But then again, like the bottles are still full. So, you know. But we don't know if you're sitting in the room drinking them. No. You One know how time. many bottles of wine I got, but anyway. <laughs> I'm teasing. But anyway, if you guys want to try it, just check it out. You can get it. I'm sure you can get it everywhere else, but I get it from Cost Plus World Market. So anyway, what is the crystal of the week? So the crystal of the week is Snowflake Obsidian. And let me tell you why I chose this. Because yesterday when I went to the crystal show, mm-hmm. I had wanted to get some beads in mind, um, I had in my mind that I wanted to make men. Like, it, it just, I wanted an energy for a man. And so I was looking at my guy's uh, table. I only deal with one guy with my, my beads because I know his quality is good. Mm-hmm. I know where he gets his gemstones from. And they're always very high quality and reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do the same just onyx, just mad mm-hmm. onyx, tiger eye. You know, I wanted something different. And so this stone caught my eye, and I was like, what's this? And he was like, oh, that's Snowflake Obsidian. (laughs) I like him. He's very nice, though. Very nice guy, (laughs) but that's how he talks. And, oh, you know the property? I said, are you going to tell me? So I'm going to tell you guys. So, well, first let me tell you guys where it came from. Snowflake Obsidian is a concoction of fire, ground, and water. Oh, wow. Yes. It sources its natural energy from the pureness of the earth as it is formed when scorching hot lava inside a volcano spurts out and cools down. So it's volcanic ash, basically. Hmm. And when you look at it, it looks like little snowflakes on the outside. And I'll show you. I'll show you the beads I got. But it's actually the ash that's embedded into the stone. Oh, wow. And see, I didn't know that. But this stone will help an individual conquer the highs and lows of life. Mm. With its solidity and firmness, Snowflake Obsidian is a go-to gem for everybody. This gem does so much y'all i mean like i said it came from molten lava so it symbolizes catastrophic and destructive emotions snowflake obsidian is seen as an incredible stone capable of healing wounds inflicted on a person's feelings and emotions it also encourages a positive atmosphere that influences the mood of its surroundings so many people um after this where are after the stones calming essence Anyone who quickly loses their temper can benefit from the soothing effect of snowflake obsidian. And let me tell you right now, I know one person who needs to wear this as earrings around (laughs) their neck, some anklets, a belly chain. Yeah. 
Overall, this crystal emanates heat and it oozes cold, which is a perfect emotional symmetry, kind of like a yin and yang. Mm. So as far as the spirit, it's believed to empower a person's spiritual will and courage and always to do what is good in life. It's also used in many therapy types. Experts highly suggest wearing snowflake obsidian to experience its healing effects as the gem proves to be more than just a piece of beautiful jewelry, but an effective healing gemstone. So at work, at work, it gives you a refreshing aura. Hence, you'll have a positive outlook towards your work. You'll you'll seldom feel bored. And when it's around, it keeps you from feeling overconfident with your output. Like if you, I know what I'm doing, I'm never gonna make a mistake. Snowflake Obsidian is gonna be like, Marcy, calm down. You're still human, mm-hmm. and let's just be humble about it. So meditation. Lastly, you guys, meditation with Snowflake Obsidian. It's such a good stone because number one, it heightens your light. And it brings calm. Mm. So what I mean by that is we all carry an energy with us. And have you ever known a person who once you see them, you just feel so much happier. You just feel like, oh, wow, I just interacted with Tracy. I just interacted with Marcy. I feel so much better. That's the light within. Mm. This stone helps magnify that light within each of us that we all have. It also is a powerful relationship saver if your relationship is on the edge like it's getting ready to go kaput you need this because why (laughs) mom close your ears it arouses the libido better than any stone now i wouldn't know nothing about that personally that's what i had heard so that's no why you tell your mom to close her ears because you know how we do (laughs) that's how we do I don't talk about such things around my mother. <laughs> you do. True. I don't. So that's all I have for Snowflake Obsidian. All right. I can't wait to, to meet it. Yeah. I'll show you in just a moment. All right. Well, that will be our show for the week. Appreciate all of you guys always coming out. Get supporting us. And just remember, you can always reach out to us through email. A Libra and a Gemini, the podcast at gmail.com. Our social medias, y'all. A Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on Facebook. And a Libra and a Gemini on Instagram. And a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on YouTube. And I have a new meditation that's going up this week on the YouTube. So you guys check that out. There you go. And we bid you all what? Love and light. Stay free, y'all. Stay in love. Stay free. Peace, y'all. Peace.